Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 249. And away we go. Wait, so get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my yard. I'm a mold breaker. Strict plan, nature boy. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 249 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty, joined, as always, Mr. Mark Schwann. Marcus, how are you doing today? Oh, how am I doing? How am I doing? Well, I was doing great until your lame introduction for me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is me, your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann, joined by my co-host, Michael J. Putty. Putty, how are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. Wow, that was lackluster. Are we just going to sit in silence now? Is is, is that it? Are you, oh, you, you you just said in your half-assed, self-centered, egotistical intro, which I said I'm not, not going to do anymore because we're part of the show. You're not a guest. I want to get guest guest intros. But you said you're the host of the show, so go ahead. <laughs> I'm just a co-host, so okay. I'll just laugh at your stupid jokes. Wow, you're such a salty dog. <laughs> Good one, Marcus. <laughs> Actually, that would be a very good role for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a back relaxer's drink. Fantastic. <laughs> Let me show you this, though, Mark. Uh, Marcus, we we make no apology or try to hide the fact that we record the show Friday nights. Yes. Well, we are doing the same thing this week. It is March 26th, Friday, and it is mind-blowing. 20 years ago today, we were watching both Raw and Nitro when this man was in the ring. All of a sudden, Shane comes out on Nitro and says the following. The deal is finalized with WCW. And the name on the contract does say McMahon. However, the contract reads Shane McMahon. Oh, my God! I don't believe it! That's right. I now own WCW. I think one of the most iconic moments in wrestling in, the, in my lifetime. The right. big, one of the biggest moments ever. And I don't know how you top that, but 20 years you know, ago today. 20 years ago. It's, it's, I, uh, I'm old. We're old. I can't believe that's 20 years ago. I mean, that was actually during a period when I actually stopped watching wrestling. Oh, so you missed it? I, I, I missed Oh, I mean, I've seen, obviously, oh, that obviously clip live quite like, a few oh. times. But I haven't seen it live. I wish I did, man. I wish I was watching wrestling regularly at that point still. Like, I, I can only imagine watching it live, man. Like, I would have probably marked out. I probably would have, like, fallen off my seat. Like, that, that's a groundbreaking moment. That, that's as if, like, for people that weren't wrestling fans back then, that's uh, even heavier, if you can imagine. So then, you know, saying, like, hey, we just bought out AEW. I, I can imagine, like, AEW fans, like, freaking out over that. Like back then, that was even that was ten times bigger, way bigger. The biggest, almost put him out of business. Biggest rival, because a couple of days ago, 
it was the 20th anniversary of Vince actually buying WCW. And 20 years ago today, it was made public on uh, Raw and Nitro, the simulcast. Oh, man. That was really cool. Yeah. Moment I'll never forget. Again, I said this many times on the show. Every year this pops up. It's like one time I felt like a champion. Like all my sports teams lose, so I never really had to em- really embrace winning anything before. But all my friends jumped ship to WCW. I was the only one guy. They kept making fun of me. And fuck them now. <sighs> I'm still holding on some resentment, Marcus. I don't know if you can tell. 20 years later, still holding. Yeah. It's still, again, the only thing I got going for me because no sports teams have won. Yeah, well. Hey, listen, Miami made a bunch of moves today, man. I worry they're going to set you up for, to look pretty nice for years to come. We'll see, man. We'll see. It all really depends on Tua. That's what it really comes down to. Can Tua be the quarterback that, that they hope them to be? I don't know. I don't think they had too much hopes on this guy. But we'll see what happens. It's crazy, man, because you remember they were saying, tank for Tua, tank for Tua, tank for Tua. And then finally that year it comes out when he drafts, he, he actually falls down in the draft. Granted, he had that hip injury. But, you know, he's not panning out. And then and, and all we heard this year coming on to, the, to this year's draft, tank for Trevor, tank for Trevor, tank for Trevor. There's no guarantee that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the man. There's no guarantee that Zach Wilson or, or Justin Fields, Matt Jones, Trevor Lance, there's no guarantee any of those guys are going to pay, pay off, man. It's just crazy to think that, like, you know, they put all this stock into a player going into the draft, and it, it's all just a 50-50 shot. Well, I won't say two hasn't paid off yet. It's just that the front office, the moves in the front office are making didn't seem like they are too confident with him. The fact that trade rumors were coming up yeah. already is bad. So hope, I get, I, my friend pointed out to me early in the season that they don't care. They're, they're ready, ready to give up on him. But now they have their choice because we're not going to trade all these picks for Deshaun Watson anymore. No. no so no. Uh, we're stuck with Tua because my man, Ryan Fitzmagic, left to go to the Washington football team. Almost, it's crazy that you're using... It's crazy the fact that you're using the term stuck with Tua. I don't know saying that. I'm saying that's how I feel like the front, the front office management thing feels. Mm. I'm, I'm willing to give him guy a chance. I give Ryan Tannehill a chance. He improved year after year after year. Right. Uh, I, my opinion, Tannehill is still the man of Hill. So uh, let's see what Tua does. Listen, I, I think people just need to calm down a bit. Like, these are kids coming out of college, and they're, they're expecting them to be superstars right away. Like It happens. It can happen, but it's very rare when it does. You were not you all know, like, uh, Russell Wilsons or uh, Patrick Mahomes. Who, who even Patrick Mahomes, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes sat. Patrick Mahomes was in a starter right away. So, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers sat for like a good year or two. Well, that's supposed to be behind Brett Favre. Right. But, like, I, I just don't get it. I think they're just setting up these kids to fail, and it's ridiculous, man. I, I even said I was very high on Sam Darnold when the Jets drafted him, and I even thought that he should have sat a year. Before he started, like I, I just I just don't get it. I think San Francisco is kind of doing it right. So apparently they're saying Jimmy J, uh, Jimmy J, <laughs> Jimmy G. What's up, Jimmy J? Yeah, what's up, Jimmy J? Uh, Jimmy G is going to be their man for 2021. That he's going to be the starter, and with the looks of his contract, that it looks like that makes financially sense. But with that trade, you know, there's a lot of speculation of who they're going to draft. Uh, they're going to draft uh, draft definitely a quarterback. I think maybe Justin Fields looks like the lock for Zach Wilson, number two to the Jets, or maybe Mac Jones for San Fran, but it looks like a quarterback. But it looks like whoever that quarterback is that they draft is going to sit a year behind Jimmy G, which I think is a smart move. What's wrong with Jimmy G? Isn't he good? Like, I don't see one of the trade rumors and hate for this guy I, all of a sudden. I, I don't get it either. Like, you know, granted, like, did he look like a $100 million player, though? That's a price that he's getting paid for in the Super Bowl. 
No, he did not. But he got them to the Super Bowl. He played well enough. His numbers weren't bad. They were pretty decent. They're, I would say, a little bit above average. And then, you know, the next year, he's out for the season. Year after that, he's kind of banged up. Like, I think there's questions about his health more than anything right now. And I think it's just they're so quick to pull the plug. It's a shame because Jimmy G, I think, is a good quarterback. And I think, you know, next year or if they do pull the trigger this year to trade him, I, I think any team will be lucky to have him. Hint, hint, New England. I think that's a trade possibility there. You're surprised if we signed Cam Newton. Well, I mean, they have him for one more year, which also, I mean, say New England could go for Mac Jones or Trevor Lance. They're a spot when they could get probably, probably realistically get Mac Jones. Now, folks, I can uh, probably leave, take a walk around the block, maybe go to the bathroom, get a drink, and leave Mark here talking about football nonstop. Like, yeah, we, oh, absolutely. We delayed, we delayed the start of the show for 20 minutes because he was rambling on about the draft order. <laughs> uh, which is a podcast, football I, guy over here. podcast I would not mind listening to. Because I love football as well. But this is a wrestling podcast, Marcus. How about we get into the news of the oh, week? Sure, I guess. Love the enthusiasm. <laughs> All right, buddy. So Zach Wilson had his pro day today. And who? Oh, that's right. We're not doing football. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. No, switching gears here. All right, buddy. So is Zach a douche? I feel like all Zach's are douches. He looks like a douche. He does look like a douche. I I just want to. I'm trying to accept the fact that he's going to be the next Jets quarterback. But I I just want to punch him in the face. Wrestling. So, yeah, wrestling. So, Charlotte Flair has tested positive for COVID-19. Back to football. Back to football. Back to football. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So, there were a lot of rumors circulating about her absence. And with Andrade granted his release, she took to Twitter to update the fans of her status. Could we possibly see a WrestleMania without Charlotte Flair? How would that look? I mean, there was rumors that she was supposed to show up in SmackDown tonight. Obviously, that didn't happen. So it's looking like it's going to be the case. No Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Thank God that didn't happen tonight. Again, Friday night. Okay. Doing a show. She's going to come in. The Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair match is going to be a triple threat. Why? Well, Why? no, no, no. no. They, they didn't necessarily say that. They didn't necessarily, they that was didn't rumor necessarily I heard. say that. That was rumor I heard. You, that was rumor. No, no, no. Was, earlier I didn't day, hear anything about that. That's okay. what fan speculation was. No, I heard it on but, several sites. Earlier today, there was rumors maybe Carmella and that feud, but then... Everyone going into Friday Night SmackDown was triple threat, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, which didn't make any sense. So I didn't see it happening. But also, no, it didn't make sense. Charlotte Flair getting forced into our face against Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania that made, 35. That, wait, listen, my man, that made more sense made no than sense. what we have with Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. That makes no sense. That feels oh, very not, we're not talking about that. that, that, that we're not talking no, about no, that. No, 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 no. I, I think it's the same thing. I think it's important that we point that out. No, because... Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch was a set match. That was the plan. All of a sudden, Charlotte Flair gets thrown in. She wasn't. She didn't, win the, she didn't win the Royal Rumble. She never. Like she wasn't the number one contender for anything. Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. She challenged Becky Lynch, uh, Ronda Rousey. How the hell did Vince McMahon all of a sudden come out and say, "Oh, what's Charlotte it, Flair involved instead?" Oh, it what? made more sense to the fact that Charlotte Flair had the rivalry with Becky Lynch all throughout the year, and also had that match with Ronda Rousey and ended in DQ. A match made more sense. No. Made more sense than what we're seeing right now with Rhea Ripley and Oscar. I'm just saying, and I'm a fan of both. 
I'm just saying, I wish that we had a little bit more of a lead up into WrestleMania because I really feel like this could be a marquee match, but instead it's just going to be thrown together and I don't care. I feel like it'll still be a good match. Everyone loves I, Ray Ripley. She's carrying, she's riding the coattail so? of her uh, Who cares? A lot of people do. Give me a story. Give me a story. Stories. Can, I, can we get a shot every time you get to the word story? Do you do you not care about a good story? Like you just want to see good matches? Is that it? Is that is, is we'll that it? You, you, want you, see... you you said yourself. You want to and see, I, I, you I'm want going to quote good... you from last week. I'm going to quote you from last week when you said it when you didn't like the indies going into this because it was just matches that were thrown together, no story, no build to it. That's what you said last oh. week, and that's what we're getting right now: Rhea Ripley versus Oscar. No story, no build, just a match thrown together. It's WrestleMania. It's Super Bowl season for them. This is the time for. You know, all the major storylines to come together. It's dead. You're just getting cookie cutter bullshit. That's what you're getting. It's not like Ray Ripley's a nobody. She was. I'm not saying she's a nobody. She was the face of the NXT. Everyone wanted her to come to the main roster. Everyone want get her involved in the title picture. Now we're getting what we want. Um, okay, like we'll see what happens. We have three, two weeks now to some sort of so story. So why why does Ray Ripley get to pass, but Charlotte doesn't? That's what I'm wondering. Pass for why? Because Ray Ripley's Ray Ripley's just better liked that's it pass for what yeah pass for like something being thrown together meanwhile you're ripping apart possibly charlotte flair being thrown into a match with, with sasha banks and bianca blair which i wouldn't have liked either by the way yeah. i just want to stress that out but you're giving rhea ripley a pass you're not you're not going to give charlotte a pass because this is a uh up a comer the face of a division everyone's behind everyone's looking forward to her future getting a shot to shine at the main event, a main event at WrestleMania. Uh, Bianca Belair won the fucking Royal Rumble. Okay, great. Now that, but they had actually a couple of weeks to do this story with Sasha Banks. Charlotte Flair getting involved in that match makes no sense. I was happy they did not go as planned. Charlotte Flair not being at WrestleMania. Okay, great. That sucks. Now's a chance for Bianca Belair to step up. Now's a chance for Ray Ripley to step up and see what they can do. Here, here's Flair, your spotlight. She's giving stuff back. You, whether, you, whether you like it or not, it's like the Patrick Mahomes is the NFL. Charlotte Flair is to the WWE. She is a main event player. She is an all star. Whether you like her or you hate her, you can't deny the fact she is that damn good. No, absolutely. But you, but you say the Super Bowl won't be the same thing without Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? It depends. No, it's it called, it's called Aaron Rodgers. It's called Tom Brady. There's other, there's other stars who get a chance to shine. Russell Wilson. He was a no, he was he was wasn't really anybody big until he got this chance to sign at the Super Bowl and look what happened to that. So now it's time Bianca Belair to step up. Ray so Ripley you to step mean up. tell me you mean tell me you want to see a Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn match that was just thrown together overseeing someone like Charlotte Flair? And no disrespect to those two, but the fact is Charlotte Flair is a much higher league than those two right now. Yeah, I don't care about the storyline either. I mean, good for them. Right. Good for them. Good friends growing up. I'm sure they always talk about oh, let's go one on one or WrestleMania like behind the scenes. Seen stuff and again, cool. again, that, that's but. something. Yes, they have great history. I, I love the chemistry together. I, I wish I would have seen a bigger build going into that into WrestleMania here. That's it. The same with Rhea Ripley and Asuka. I it would be amazing, especially if if Rhea Ripley is going to win that match. It would be amazing if we had a better build to it, so we get people more invested. You can't really fault them for the lack of build or lack of story with this because I'm assuming I'm the not plan- faulting the wrestlers. I'm faulting creative. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm assuming this wasn't the plan going into WrestleMania season. I'm assuming the plan was Charlotte Oscar, but she has COVID. There's no guarantee when she'll be ready to go. So this is just a fallback plan. Let's go with let's go with Ray Ripley, give fans what they want. Everyone you, know it's gonna hap- you know what's going to happen then? 
Rhea Ripley's going to lose, and people are going to be bitching and moaning again like they did last year. Well, Mark, people have to bitch and moan. People have to bitch and moan. Like, so I, you don't I think she'll win? You don't think she'll win at all? Rhea Ripley? No. Yeah. Why? No. It, it's just it, it would take away from her shine right now. Oh, they, no, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't with her right now. Same thing. Same thing. You really are. They, they really are. That's why, that's why I really don't want this match to happen. I, I really would have rathered. Actually, honestly, I probably would have rather like you know a multi-woman match, a gauntlet match, or maybe something on a kickoff show. I grant you, you have to have Oscar in there. She's the women's champion, yeah. and you have to have her defend it. Obviously, yes, you're right. Plants went all to hell with this, but you know, it's, instead of getting like this match, this match could easily have a better build going to SummerSlam, and you could have a a real match happen with like a real story, you know, like and, and it wouldn't hurt either one. But this, I just feel like it does more. There's more bad than good for Rhea Ripley, no matter what. Oh. Ted Cruz just appeared on my TV. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Excuse me. Oh, I can't blame him. Uh, this should be a good match. We'll see what happens. I'm expecting the best. So, good luck to them. And if Charlotte can come back in some capacity, let's see what happens. I mean, there's – honestly, I mean, what? WrestleMania is like two weeks, less than two weeks now. There, two there's, weeks no point in having her. there's no point There's no point in having her. You know, it's going to look very different. It's going to be weird not having Charlotte Flair on there. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe she gets involved somehow so in that match. Maybe she interferes. Maybe then it leads to a bigger program going to SummerSlam or whatever into the next pay-per-view. There's, I there's, don't know. There's been WrestleMania without Triple H. There's been WrestleMania without John Cena. We'll be okay. It'll still be a good show. But the best they can do. And I'm expecting it to be uh, awesome. You always have high hopes for WWE. Thank like you. So Thank NXT. You. And, like I mentioned uh, 10 minutes ago. I, I should. I have, the, I have the history to back it me up. Okay? They always deliver, and they'll deliver again. You know, Rome fell once, too. Uh, NXT looks like they'll officially make the switch to Tuesdays after their next takeover. They would have been going head-to-head with Impact, but they are moving nights, too. Starting April 8th, Impact will move to Thursday nights. Now, is there is this some sort of like weird chess game going on here within like these promotions? Because there's a lot of moving pieces here. Putty, what do you think? Hell yeah, man. What did we say when we found out NXT was going rumored to be going to Tuesday nights? Oh, man, poor impact. Poor impact. You're right. Impact they like, were going to get crushed. Has got a lot of momentum going. Especially they're on like a fucking shitty D-list network. Not even, not everybody. Access TV's not even every single market. Oh, they, do you are, see them? Do you see them? They are, Sama, that, uh, they, they are Sama cast on Twitch. Do you see them staying on Access much longer? Yeah. Anthem owns Access. That's the only reason they're on TV. Or else they'd be in that fucking D-list, right. G-list network that what? Dreams and Gardens Fishing Network that would, nobody had, which is why they are on Twitch. I remember you bitching that. I remember bitching uh, you bitching about that. So, yes. Growing up, Mark, me and you were in the same era. Thursday night was must-see TV, the biggest night of the week for TV. I think it's not the same as the same anymore. There, Thursday is a big night of TV. A lot of big shows are on TV. It's a lot of marketing, advertising, big shows go on Thursday night. So, uh, it is, but there's a lot of DVRing. There's a lot yeah. of streaming. So it's, it is different. You're right. So it's not the most ideal night to go on, but there's no other option. So awesome. They had a good run on Thursday nights years ago. We're back on Thursday nights. Good for them. I mean, it's a smart-ass move. Smart it is smart. Move. They, they, they had to do it. Like, uh, it's going to be interesting, man. So there's no more, like, you know, Wednesday night wars. There's going to be no more, like, any type of wars, really. Nope. So it's going to be wrestling literally every night of the week. Every night, Monday through Friday. Very interesting. I, I really wonder how it's going to do with ratings-wise, especially with uh, NXT, AEW. I wonder if their numbers are going to go up. 
uh, impact. I don't really see the numbers changing all that much with them. Uh, you know, maybe if, you know, this whatever alliance that they have with AEW and New Japan, uh, yeah, you know, maybe that can help them out. I want to talk about it in TV, but let's, let's let's stop calling it an alliance. They have some sort of they have some sort of agreement going on. I mean, there's no denying that. Well, how many times we hear AEW, AEW this, AEW that on Impact? Yeah, when I watch Dynamite, barely any mention of Impact. There's absolutely zero. I think with one reference of Kenny Omega vying for the championship, you think that'd be a bigger deal? They barely mention Impact at all, but yet Impact's always talking about AEW. So what yeah, part, I mean, what I, partnership is this? I what, don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Anyway, I, mean, I, I don't want to waste much time like from the news, but it looks like the you know the Good Brothers are uh, a little bit on the outs with Kenny Omega, possibly. So I, I don't necessarily know how that's going to play out. Yeah, and that, the Good Brothers are the only thing on AEW Impact related. Right? There's no like there's no, nobody's coming from AEW to Impact except Kenny Omega. But that's whatever. I would love just... to see the knockouts go uh, yeah, go into like... the AEW Women's Division. I, I think that would be fire. You mentioned that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I agree with you. Just so this doesn't seem like an AEW Impact War. It seems like a Kenny Omega building his boys right. thing. It's like okay, and, and, and the tag teams too, man. Killer tag teams. I, I think there's a lot of great crossover moments that they have here. Um, Potential, yeah. They take advantage it, of it. But it just it, and it seems like again, like they're playing the long game here with this. It's not necessarily like you know something that's just going to be like you know, a short little stint. It seems like this is, I was wrong. It doesn't look like it's going to be a war. It seems like there's some sort of, you know, Hey, come, come as you please type of thing. Because now, now you also have like new Japan, like, you know, you have new tag team champions. Yeah. With uh, gin and juice. Laid back. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Or fin and juice. Fin uh, juice. Fin juice. Too many shots of wrestling for you. Yeah. Too many. So, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that will necessarily help out Impact. Maybe along the way, depending how long this whole alliance lasts. It uh, seems like even like uh, it seems like they're opening the door with NWA as well. So I, I don't I don't really know what's going to happen with these uh, paid advertisers. Mark hyping up the next night on Dynamite. Are these going to go away? I hope so, man, because it's kind of getting old. Like you know, it, you you'd expect them to do a little something more. Again, it's getting old. I said they're they're shitting, making fun of Impact, and there's no reason why because not, there's no follow-through on it it's just them being dicks unless okay now unless maybe something happens here if like you know kenny omega wins which most likely he will against he's rich swan he's winning. And may, maybe from there you, maybe you see some sort of retaliation from impact maybe hmm, doubt it and kenny omega on impact was thinking about he gets two more belts are they really going to keep the tna belt around it served its purpose have this first one holding in the pack. We don't need the TNA belt anymore. I don't. I don't see Kenny Omega with three fucking belts. I'm sorry. Well, he technically has four. On TV, he only has one right now. He doesn't carry the AAA one around. Right. Anyway. Oh, Triple A is another one that they seem to be working with too. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting to see like you know all these strategic moves. It's 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 definitely good for wrestling fans. You know, there's more wrestling to be spread out all across the board here. I'm very curious to see what happens in the ratings. I'm very curious to see how that goes. I mentioned a couple weeks ago uh, the rumor was NXT going to Tuesday nights, and you didn't bring it up in your news because you don't want to talk about rumors, which I, I agree because I don't like to talk about that either. But props to Impact for not agreeing with us, following these rumors, and as soon as it was it wasn't even officially announced yet, though, they're already stepping out of the game and saying we're going to move nights. Uh, good for them. Smart move. Well, I'm, smart business move. I'm sure. I'm sure they have better intel than we did. Like you know, yeah, right now, like, speak for yourself. I've been doing this for five years. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, we were going off of like you know, uh, dirt sheets and whatnot. 
you know, they could be reliable, but a lot of times, you know, they, they could just be bullshit, as we talked about, like, you know, Charlotte Flair rumors. Um, but obviously, you know, the, the actual people that work at these promotions, they definitely have better intel. So Impact, definitely, they, they knew what was going on. So obviously, they felt like they had to make that move. And I think it's a smart move. But going on, the Bella Twins are looking to make one last run as in-ring competitors. Reportedly, they are set to make their return some point this fall. How much of an impact do you think they will have? It looks like they're aiming for those tag team championships in the women's division. Will that help? They were talking about this a couple weeks, months ago, maybe like earlier that last year. You didn't see it happening because of injuries. I'm like, I can see it right. happening. I can see the protecting Nikki Bella. There's a, there's a way they could protect them, no problem. So now it's, the rumor is coming more and more prevalent. Um, it's looking like it's going to be a thing. Yeah, this looks like pretty much a guarantee. I haven't changed my stance. I agree with it. It'll bring some sort of, hate, no disrespect to anybody currently on the roster, but legitimacy to the fucking tag team titles. Nia Jackson, Shane and Baszler are thrown it together. Lately, they're doing some more of it, but they haven't really done much with the tag team titles with them. Same thing with their um, iconic, surprisingly, didn't do much with the tag team titles. So it brings some legitimate, le- I can't say this word, legitimacy to these titles. And then also what you're saying is that they, they added the, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship where they actually have real tag teams over there. Yeah. So like that now, that's split apart from the main roster. Yes, and now it's just Raw and SmackDown. Uh, okay. So now it's just Raw and SmackDown with no actual real teams. And that, and it's it's actually, I feel like it's hurting the championship. We got Natalia and um, Tamina forming some sort of team. And I think that's end of the list. Oh, yeah, Manny Rose and Dana Brooke. That's end of list, I think. So, yeah, two tag teams on two shows. Other than that, like, there's, there's no tag teams. No. So, again, no, like, it, give it to a legit tag team, a legendary, iconic tag team everyone loves or people love to hate. Protect them, give them a short run with it, bring some sort of credibility to it, and see what happens. A short run, all for this. Now, I want to read you a, Maybe pass the torches to the next tag team, uh, Dana Brooke or Manny Rogers. Right, like a, like, a real, like a real tag team. I want to yeah. read off some tweets here uh, because we, we put this up on Twitter. No, stay retired and stop taking a spotlight in, in spots of other women who work their ass off all year long to be there. Fair point. That's from hashtag Woken Pro Wrestling. Another one, Jason Knight, respectfully disagree, but I see your point. Creative does not make an effort to use the tag team division to develop stars or anything except story fodder. That comment can go uh, for not just the woman division, but tag teams in general. Right, exactly. Trent D says, yes, they deserve those titles. They can help the tag team division and have more focus on it. Rick Recon, eh, nah. <laughs> At late and confused, hmm, some may see this as Brie and Nikki possibly hogging focus from the other women on the rosters, but maybe a shortish run could help with A, giving some legitimacy to the women's tag team belts, and B, help the few women's tag uh, teams around. That's just my two cents. And I agree with her. I agree with Brittany. I, I think here's the thing. The Bellas, you love them or hate them, they have a very established brand. They have a big following, the Bella Army. They have... They have people following them that aren't necessarily even wrestling fans or new wrestling fans. So, you know, you see them say on their new show under the, the um, of uh what's the, what's the name of their show? I'm blanking out here. Total Bellas. Total Bellas. Thank you. I don't drink anymore. I only drink with you, buddy. Total Bellas or on their podcast. 
you, know, you see them with these shiny new belts on there. You know, obviously they're going to talk about their story being the women's tag team champions. You know, and, and I think that will draw more eyes to it and maybe help the teams better their game. And maybe the, the Bellas could pass on their knowledge of tag team wrestling off to these women wrestlers. I don't know, man. I, I think they got to try something. I think they, they need to switch it up because I, I think they're like throw stone away, stone's throw away from this championship going away like he did last time. Give it to the Bellas. And this is your chance to control Alt Elite, reset your women's division, form actual tag teams. And uh, let's see what happens. Like, just give it to a real tag team or legendary Hall of Fame worthy tag team now. By the time they come in, right? Reevaluate your roster. You got the potential is there with the women. You have a great roster of women. The potential is there. Just you know, you gotta think about it now. Honestly, man, the the only other team that I would say would be worthy of getting these belts right now would be Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, well, they're not a team, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, they were a team. They were yeah, they were. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. No, I, I don't see that happening. I mean, I mean, Beth Phoenix, phenomenal shape. She could obviously come back if she wanted to. But, like, you know, like, they're that. more of a team. They're more of a team than anything else that we see right now. I, you know, the Bell Twins, again, you know, they get a lot of hate. And I think, I think it's unwarranted hate. But, like, you know, they, they can do a lot of justice here, I think, you know. Give it to the Bellas. Give a nice rivalry, nice feud with the fucking Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. The only really tag team got going on, really. They would definitely have to be heels. The Bellas, I think they want to be heels. Yeah, I think they enjoy being heels for sure. Yeah, who doesn't? Heels, heels, awesome. You know, well, it comes naturally to you. I guess you maybe don't know. <laughs> but people just need to relax. Stop. It, with the it was kind of fucked up. They do introduce the tag team titles once they leave. You right. know, they would definitely have gotten it when they were around. Exactly, man. I, I, they're a, they're a worthy team to have it. They're an actual team. Yep. Throw some twin magic in there. Let's go, bro. Yeah, man. All right, but buddy, that's all I have for the news. Do you have anything else to add, Mark? You know, uh, I turned you on to Impact. Facts. So, if you want to listen to me again? Now is the time to do it. Rumors again. Hate talking about rumors, Mark, but it really got me excited when I read this. Potentially a relaunch. Of Lucha Underground. Oh, yes, please. Can't wait. Oh, man. Love Lucha Underground when I was back in the day. Sad to see it go. Left on such a cliffhanger. It won't be Lucha Underground. Maybe a different name. Lucha Underground closed in 2018 due to budget reasons. And at that time, color commentary Vampiro said, 90% of the roster is in AEW. The other 10% is the WWE. The writers are gone. The production crew is gone. The company is split. I would put my money on saying it's over. It's done. How hard is it to get a production company or crews to film like for three days in a warehouse in LA? I'm sure there's people around. <laughs> so I'll be following this story very closely. Hopefully, Lucha Underground, whatever they're fucking going to call it now, comes back. I'm excited. More wrestling, man. Let's do this. Because what a, what a launch pad it was for these guys who see Luchasaurus, Ricochet, Taya Valkyrie, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo at the time. Hey, man, I mean, listen, the more wrestling, the better. I mean, it's, there's a lot of wrestlers out there. So it's not necessarily just, you know, people that are signed. You know, there, there's a lot yeah, of indie true. talent out there that, that could come on board. So Plus the names we just mentioned were also nobodies until they found a spot on national TV, and look what happened to them. So, Hey, I'd be for it. They need a commentary team. Let's go. Let's go. Do you want to talk about – Buddy, uh, would, you, would, you, would you get off your ass for that? Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. Do this. Imagine Lucha Underground. We're in the temple. Seeing Rick Recon. Only go, anything. Go for the trios, trios champion, Rick Recon, and the, the East Coast Syndicate. Trios champions, well, Marcus? 
Well, let's get it straight, man. I wouldn't be doing commentary with you. I'd be out there with him because I'm their manager. So, <laughs> NBCW, WBWF, you are. But Lucha Underground, whatever it's going to be called, you never know, Mark. Never know. I can never be the manager. No. You can never be I, their manager. I, I tried. I could do it. You never know. Big congratulations to Kane on inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Again, totally well deserved. What a waste. He could also headline another year. And now I don't I, think Kane can headline another year. I don't think Kane can headline. I think Kane can. I but, think I had this conversation in a couple hey, years. Hey, how do you feel about your boy Batista dropping out? I mean, he didn't drop out because he didn't want it. He didn't get kicked right, out no, either. No. For some reason, there's scheduling conflicts. Like This is going to be pre-taped. You can't do it like now. Apparently, he wants to do it in front of a crowd. That's the thing that I thought. Good, because I want to be there for it. So good. Can't wait. <laughs> Maybe you have to take a trip to Dallas or LA, Mark, to see Batista get inducted into the Hall of Fame. My wife asked me recently, is, is Putty done with his streak for WrestleMania? Is he going to go to this one? I said, I don't think he's going to go to this one, but I also don't think his streak is going to be over. Well, the streak is over then, because if I don't go to this one. Uh, that's true. But I, I don't think you're like, done like necessarily going to WrestleMania. Uh, we'll see what happens. A lot of shit going on in personal life, finances. Uh, do I want to go alone? I was going to go alone last year. I was ready to go. Now, do I really want to? Go? I mean, I don't mind going to L.A. or Dallas. I guess it depends on the city, who I want to go with. I mean, I'm for the most part thinking it's done. The streak's over. I'm done. But now it's like, oh, let's see what happens year by year. Because a friend of mine, Batista goes to Batista goes to Hall of Fame. You're there. Yeah, no question. Cause I got to buy the fucking shirt. I got to go to the meet and greet. A good friend of mine. What if Batista's go- a dick? Uh, he doesn't seem like a dick. What if he is though? He doesn't seem like one. Oh my god, you're you're gonna need like counseling, like hardcore. No, I absolutely love and admire and respect the hell out of Jerry Seinfeld, but he seems like a dick. I heard Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> a dick. Way off topic. Plus, just, anyway, I, who cares? Let's wrap it up. Any, <laughs> any more in the news? We could be here all night talking about Batista and Hall of Fame. I could be here like I've been waiting for like five years to talk about this. But uh... <laughs> all right, we can move on, my man. But before we get to this week's TV takedown, Mark, I hear uh, Hollywood Corner's back. Hollywood Corner, Hollywood's Corner is back, buddy. And this week's guest is a favorite of yours. I have Brother Greatness on. Were you a dick to I, him? It's a bit about being a dick. I, I was not a dick to him. You're going to hear the interview, man. You'll be, actually be pleasantly surprised. I gave him a lot of props. Here's a clip. I think a lot of people would say in industry that you're an under-the-radar type of talent. What does that mean to you, and why do you think that's the case? Um, yeah, no, I definitely would uh, agree with that statement. I don't know how many times I've gone and worked a, a new show at a new new promotion and maybe, maybe saw someone um, whose name might be a little bit more out there than my own um, work a match and they're working the match against me or, or is the match before me and gets to see what I did. Um, and I come backstage and they're just like, wow, you're, you're really good. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. And then they pause and go, no, like you're really good why aren't you working at the larger big name promotions? Like, why aren't you there? And um, I, I question everything I'm questioning. Is it because I put Christianity at the forefront of what I'm doing? Is it the wrestling style I, I'm doing? I'm not the flippy dippy guy. I, I fly around a lot, but I, I wouldn't call myself Mr. Flippy Dippy. The 450 splash has never been in my arsenal. Um, could be, but never utilized it. Um I question if it's because I had a, because of my start in wrestling. I was at Lutus. There's a lot of stuff that goes with that. BWF had a very poor reputation up until, up until about three or four years ago. Um, I don't know if that's because I have that connection. So I, I have no idea what the problem is. Um, 
And although I'm famous enough through Christ, in 2021, I'm definitely going to change that. Um, and I think a lot of that's going to have to do with the presentation of how I deliver what I'm all about. That's not going to change. But instead of it being more for more for the audience to be able to easily digest, I'm going to, I'm going to now make it more um, more of an adult message, very direct and very easy to easier to get you there, but not as easy to digest. Brother greatness. Are we talking about a heel turn, possibly? So, Putty, I mean, you, you heard from Brother Greatness looking to make some major changes. And I dare ask at the end, is he going to turn heel? He answers that question on the interview itself and more, talking about his career, about the changes that he's looking to do with his character on Hollywood's Corner, premiering this Tuesday at 9 a.m. Can't wait. Brother Greatness. As a heel, I think it would be freaking amazing. So I can't wait oh. to listen to how we answer that question. I can't wait. Tuesdays, yeah. Shot of Wrestling, no way on YouTube. Nine o'clock, you said, right? Nine o'clock. A.M. Eastern oh, time. Thanks for the clarification. All right, <laughs> now we can finally get some TV takedown. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Mark, let's start with Payback. Fastlane. You mean Fastlane? I'm calling it payback. This whole week I've been calling it payback for some fucking reason. Don't know why. Fastlane. You said it with such confidence. You're like, yeah, man, payback. Yeah, I was like, right, like, like uh, what, what, what am I going to talk about? Fucking payback. About? It's not payback. It's the other thing. Anyway. Are you even a real wrestling fan? Like, what? Oh, no, I've been faking this whole time. I just read stuff people post online. <laughs> I see my voice out there. It's for my real. Fastlane. Marcus, what do you got for me? I'm assuming I know what you're going to pick, but go ahead. What, what do you think I'm going to pick? The Fiend's back. The Fiend. No, let's look what the Fiend. Actually, actually, no, I'm not picking that douche. So there's some guy named Roman Reigns. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> Roman Reigns with Daniel Bryan match. The match itself I thought was really damn good. They had, these two have definitely great chemistry in that ring together. Uh, told a very good story. It was cool to see, actually, Roman Reigns tap out for the first time in his career. Great. Um Kind of saw that happening, though, right? Yeah, especially yeah. when he said, like, you know, I'd rather die yeah. than tap out to someone like you. I love how they did that. I made me think, all right, you're going to tap out some somehow. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, like, the, the way it ended was kind of predictable, uh, personally. But, you know, overall, I mean, Fastlane, I hate to say it, but it didn't wow me at all. And it was, it was very hard to pick a good moment from this. And I, and I have to say the match itself was the one thing that stood out for me throughout the rest of the night. Now, uh, obviously, that triple threat is going to happen. Who do you have, Putty? Who do you think is going to win this? At WrestleMania? No, Putty, at Payback. Because we're talking, yes, about, talking about Vaseline right now. So I don't know we're jumping ahead. To, I guess we'll jump ahead. I forgot. I forgot you're the host. That's right. So um, if you listen to the show two weeks ago, I kind of called it. I said, I'm not buying into this Roman Reigns edge feud. I'd rather see Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan and watch them turn it into a triple threat match. That way, you can take the belt off fucking Roman Reigns without him losing. No, I, he did say it. He called it. I don't know who's going to win here, but I know it's not Daniel Bryan. I totally feel like Daniel Bryan's going to take the loss here. Him losing doesn't hurt him. That's why you keep Roman Reigns strong. You keep Edge strong. It just depends. Do they want to take the belt off Roman Reigns and have him chase the title for a while? I see that happening too. But you don't want to get him to be the champion too long. Don't. And get stale and boring. Maybe have him try to chase for a little bit. 
But I thought he would hold on until SummerSlam. Then again, who beats him at SummerSlam? There's so many questions, Marcus. But Daniel Bryan's going to lose. I would not be surprised if Edge pins Daniel Bryan. I mentioned a couple. I wanted to mention a couple weeks ago, which led me to think about the triple threat match. Is how I love they incorporated Daniel Bryan slowly into this rivalry. Yeah, no, they did. I feel like they did a good job incorporating Daniel Bryan into this. Uh, story. Story. What, what a great! Story. This is one of the best stories we've gotten going into WrestleMania. No, for sure, for sure. It's a shame that they, they, it's very obvious that WWE is capable of putting on good stories and having a good pacing on go with it. So it, that's why it just pisses me off when I see stuff. As I ranted earlier, before things are just like thrown together, which could have a good buildup. Um, but whatever, we talked about that before. But we're going to talk about this now. I think Roman Reigns is going to win this match. I think he has to win this match. Roman Reigns, like, he's obviously the guy in WWE. He's obviously the main villain in WWE, and he's doing a damn good job at it. His stock keeps on soaring up and up and up. Edge and Daniel Bryan, they could win this. There are reasons why people could say, like, they both deserve it. But I think Roman Reigns needs it the most. That's what, I was, what I'm going to say here with that. I think Roman Reigns definitely needs the most, most to show – how badass villain he is. Because I think there's expectations of him losing at WrestleMania because usually you see, you know, the culmination of WrestleMania being like, you know, the good guys winning, usually. And uh, and you get that, you know, that big celebration at the end. Whether it's you're rooting for Edge, the grizzled vet, to finally, you know, get what he never really lost to begin with. Or you see Daniel Bryan, you know, the, the again, the underdog part two coming in there and, and wowing the fans, someone that's been there as uh, some would say. But I, also, I see Roman Reigns going to a SummerSlam with this thing, man. I, I think, you know, as the way they're building Big E right now, I think Big E could be the guy that could eventually take down Roman Reigns. Again, something I said last year, you disagree with me, so I'm just, I guess I should be tired of being right. <laughs> now, you we answer, like, who we think is going to win. Who do you want to win? Though? But going back before I answer that question, but go, you're, you're, every week I said earlier, your storyline. Give, t- give me a story. Give me a story. Give me a story. Roman oh, Reigns, Roman Reigns losing here, losing the belt, without being involved in the decision, isn't that a different element to the story? Like him getting back what rightfully his. Yeah, but then you're looking more like from a face standpoint for for him, like you know, chasing the belt to get it back. I think that's more. Still gonna be a heel. Still be a dick. Well, I don't. I, I don't know what's going on fucking edges. Edges heel now. Is he tweener? I was going to ask you, man. Like, you know, I, it's it's hard to determine that when you don't have like a live audience there. When you and even yeah. I feel like even WWE doesn't know what they want to do because they're they're phoning in the noise and it, you hear mostly cheers. Edge's actions are kind of more heelish, but I find myself like you know obsessed, agreeing with what Edge is doing. Like, hey, Daniel <laughs> Bryan fucked you up. Daniel Bryan hit you with a chair, man. It it kind of reminds me back when Shawn Michaels was guest refing. At SummerSlam, Undertaker versus Bret Hart for the championship. Good times. Do you remember that moment? Of course, yes. Where Sean turned heel because of uh, Bret Hart accidentally hit him with a chair. And, uh, you know, I found myself, like, you know, sympathizing more so with Shawn Michaels. Like, well, Shawn Michaels, of course, had to retaliate. Shawn yeah. Michaels, of course. You know, like, you know, the, the Bret Hart hit him with a chair. So, like, I, I'm kind of getting the similar vibes here. So, I, I don't necessarily know where that goes. But, hell, man, I, I, again, I think they're they're having us ask these questions, and I think they're doing a good job with that because it's making us invested in yeah, the story. This is probably one of the best storylines going into WrestleMania I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Night 1-2, we're getting it right away. Awesome. 
Right. Exactly. So I, that was one of my takedowns for uh, Payback. No, Fastlane as well. I keep going on Payback. I still don't fucking lie. Uh, we've already spoke about most of it you said already, but someone on Twitter posted, and I quote, I thought from a performance standpoint, Brian reminded us of why he is truly one of the best wrestlers in the world. Brian was exceptional here. It's a nice reminder of how amazing Brian is when he gets a chance to have these big matches. And like, I couldn't have better better myself. That was a great way to summarize what I just saw. Daniel Bryan, yeah. I, like I said, he, I think he's going to be a trooper. He's going to take the loss here. And uh, Daniel Bryan just, I'm, I'm not a, never been a big Daniel Bryan fan. Really? Yeah, never been behind him at all. Oh, wow. Why? Yeah, just never really connected with him. Never really clicked. Even yeah, He's a B-plus player. I mean, I figured that you would relate. <sighs> <laughs> he's rivaled with The Miz. I'm a, I'm a Miz fan. Going at the authority in Triple H, I'm a Triple H fan. Batista, Randy Orton, I'm a Evolution fan. So, like, I never really, he never got into a storyline I was behind him on. Loved him, watching him, respecting the hell of him, but as a character, I never got behind him. Okay. Well, yeah. Dude, actually, surprisingly, I was, I was always very much behind him. Yeah, you seem like a talking type nerd. But since you mentioned that, okay. uh, I have a backup. Awesome match. Just like their ones on Raw. It's clearly chemistry between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. That match yes. was kind of fun to watch. I mean, I hate to give credit to Sheamus as all, because, you know, he's my arch nemesis right now. But uh, it, some impressive spots, great match, great storytelling. It was like a, a, a good match. Yeah, those two beat the hell out of each other. I mean, honestly, going into it, there was going to be no surprise that Drew McIntyre was yeah, going right? to win. But even still, I mean, those guys put on a show. Uh, they definitely have the scars to prove it on how tough they are. And now, you know, we see Drew McIntyre going against Bobby Lashley again. Surprise, surprise. WrestleMania. Surprise, uh, he announced it before this match. I thought, the, I thought this match would be like a number one contender match. Right. They announced right. it beforehand. I'm like, that's fucking weird. Yeah, but they, they, they had to, like, again, you know, us knowing that, they have to have Drew McIntyre going to a strong. You think Drew McIntyre is going to recapture the gold? No. Too really? soon. Too soon. To, you, you put so much money in this new intro for Bobby Lashley, the new tag, like, oh, Marty, Bobby Lashley. Just for him to lose it in two months, a month, I think you got to have Bobby Lashley retain here. Wow. Because, yeah, I mean, like, they're building up Drew McIntyre to be, like, again, the guy in WWE, but clearly, I mean, Roman Reigns took that right back. Um, and uh, now you just find Drew McIntyre kind of trying to find his place still. I feel like I feel like he, he ever since he lost to Roman Reigns, he's took a few steps back as far as stardom goes. Going back to this match, he said it was predictable. We knew Rome, Drew McIntyre was going to win. Yes, of course we did. There's a theme I've talked about since the beginning of this show. Yes, it's predictable. I hate when a match is predictable, but yet if they can still suck me into the match and like make me enjoy the match and forget that I know who's going to win, you have a good match, and this would this checked all those boxes for me. One thousand percent. Do you quickly want to talk about the fiend? We do not have to. But I know you're a fiend guy. Do you want to talk about the fiend here? I'm a, I'm a big fiend guy. You know, I mean, it was predictable that we knew he was going to come back. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting the way how they changed his look. Uh, it was something creepy and weird as all hell, uh, especially like, you know on Raw with what we saw there. Uh, it, it was good to see him back. The Alexa Bliss match, Randy Orton match, if you want to really call it that, fast lane. I mean, like. You know, we kind of figured, you know, there's going to be shenanigans to go down. None of it really su- surprised me. You know, I think the the big surprise really was The Fiend's new look. And I, I'm hoping, actually, yeah, I think it goes with the storyline. Uh, I, I just hope that it is kind of like more of like a short-term thing. Yes, thank you. I hate it. 
Oh, so stupid. So well, I didn't necessarily. I, I didn't necessarily agree with that. I, First of all, I hate know, it. I'm not a big fiend fan either, right? I've never been. Don't try to hide it here. No, I mean Bray Wyatt. He knows that he called you out on that. But now, you burn him alive, in the middle of the ring. Then he comes back, burned up, deformed, looking fucking gross. Continuity. It's great. Yeah, awesome, great. One. Does that mean Bray Wyatt's dead? I don't see Bray Wyatt coming back. The, 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 the Funhouse guy. I don't see him coming back at all. I don't necessarily know if they need him to come back. No, I don't think he's doing it. I just don't see him coming back. You don't need to come back. Because okay? you have Alexa Bliss there. You know, I mean. So he now gets to this rivalry with Randy Orton. Now what does he do? He had this burned up monstrosity of a monster. I don't see him feuding with Drew McIntyre for the title. I don't see him feuding with Riddle for the United States Championship. No. I don't think he needs a championship at all. By the way, that's just no, I'm just throwing names I, out I, there. I, I agree with that too. Now you have this burnt, disgusting monstrosity, this monster who is disgusting, died, came back from the dead, and now he's a face. Just, just growing up, what I know about monster movies, this doesn't seem to fucking fit the the mold. I was gonna think that too. I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm very much behind him, but like as a I can't see him dressed like I, he I is. Really this look he has, going past his rivalry. But, I mean, like, people love horror, man. I mean, there's a huge audience for horror. So then he's going to be one, I, I, he's going to be a character that comes once every three, four months. I don't know. Because he doesn't seem like a legit everyday character. We're not going to say the fiend is burned up fiend on Raw every week. Like, you see Bray no. Wyatt, which, I, which is something I didn't like. But I, I like the fact that you see the dichotomy there. You, had, you didn't see the fiend every week, but you saw Bray Wyatt every week. Because mm-hmm. Bray, mm-hmm. and the announcer never made any mention of the fact that Bray Wyatt was this inhuman person. We all they they were blatant the fact that this is Bray Wyatt wearing a mask. This is alter ego, right? This is this is the fiend. Yeah, this is alter ego. That's Bray Wyatt wearing a mask. That's his that's his uh, that's his alter ego. But now, what's going on with this fucking burned up fiend? Like, what what's going on here? What's what's going on past WrestleMania? You can't keep this character alive past WrestleMania. No, you can't. I agree with you on that. You you can't. And uh, but how do you go back to the fiend? The I, I think, I, I think honestly, with something like this, I mean, it is a supernatural character, and I, listen, I, I hear people saying there's no room for supernatural in wrestling. Listen, yeah, we've seen it with the under, we've seen it with the Undertaker. He did a fantastic job with that. We've we've seen it with seen it many uh, times. With yeah. Baba Shango. Like we've seen it a bunch of times. It works. Stop. Yeah, but you just have to make it make sense. Yeah, I feel like they backed themselves on the corner here. Back themselves into I feel, a like, I, I feel like you're right, and I and I, I've, I've said a few times. I feel like you know with a character like this, you really can't do any wrong. Uh, there's there's no really wrong answer with this, but I, I I don't necessarily know how I get out of this booking right here with this, and, and how to you know get the fiend past this Randy Orton storyline. Yeah, I, I don't see this fiend going against Miz. I mean, quote unquote, loosely termed zombie. Does Alexa Bliss do some sort of spell again or something? I, I don't necessarily know, man. Does but he a plastic like, surgeon? Like, listen, I think the thing is, you just got to take it one week at a time with this and see what happens. Because, like, yeah. honestly, oh like, when he was first burned alive, I mean, like, we didn't necessarily know what was going to happen next, really, or when he was going to come back. Uh, but, you know, they, they did a good job as far as incorporating Alexa Bliss every week with Randy Orton. Uh, I, I feel like it was a pretty decent job. Were some weeks kind of like some of the others? Yeah, sure. But like, obviously, it was still keeping storyline going, still pushing forward. I'm still intrigued. I think a lot of people are still intrigued. And, uh, you know, I'm going to see what happens, man. I, I'm, I'm definitely pumped to see this match. What if happens it, after that? I have no idea. If Randy Orton wins this, 
I'm done. Fuck it. I'm done with Bray Wyatt altogether. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess it really depends how he wins, though, right? I mean, no. but. Nope. No, I mean, I, yeah, I guess, right. No, Bray Wyatt definitely has to win this. Moving on, what is your TV takedown for the week, my friend? Well, I am going with AEW, putty. I thought Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, cut one hell of a promo. Uh, you know, she spoke some truth there about Tony Khan signing those has-been legends. Those are her words, not mine. And that she's the real star of the show. You know, and she's showing time and time again, like, how damn good she is. Not necessarily just, like, in the ring, but on the mic, owning her character. I'm digging it, man. I, it's making me think, you know, do they have the wrong woman holding the championship? Because I, I feel like at this point, yes. Britt Baker is the star of the show. She's been there for weeks now. Yes. She needs a trap. Why is Red Velvet number one? Is Red Velvet number one? I, 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 swore I, 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 I lose track of these of these rankings here. I don't know how Britt Baker is I thought it was Ty Conti that was number one. I don't see anybody why anybody else would be number one but her. I don't know how the ratings work. She deserves at least a title opportunity. Yes, give her the, she's the face not only of the division, but of that show. Oh, dude, like she, she's just a natural at what she does. You know, she looks like a champ. She talks like one. She acts like one. Like, you can, you can form the whole women's division around her. And that's no disrespect to Sheeta. You know, I, I think she's done a very good job as champion. She's, she's held the strap now for, God, how long now? And she's, she's good at what she does, but there's a difference between being good at what you do and being a star. And I feel like Britt Baker, she's a star, man. There's no denying it. She's a pretty woman. She has a good look to her, um, good in the ring, but like the character I'm not clicking with. So, yeah, you're right. It's just like, okay. Oh, you're talking about Sheeta, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Something's not clicking. I, know, I don't necessarily know if that's maybe like her holding on to the strap for too long or like, you know, some of the rivalries were kind of like kind of misses that she's had. Like they, they they didn't really do much to to further her character. Again, going back to what you said earlier, to my comment, it's not her fault. It's creative, right, right, and, and just, she's a good champion, good, and, good and, worker. And, and I and I think also like there's a difference between like again being a good worker, being solid at what you do, and then being a star. Like Britt Baker just has that that it factor, you know, like it's something along the lines of like you know what we've seen in WWE with like you know someone like Sasha Banks or or Becky Lynch. Or Charlotte Flair. Bailey? You know, Bailey. You know, like, have that star factor. And I think Britt Baker, you look at all the women in that women's division there, I think Britt Baker definitely has that. How is Bailey not WrestleMania? Unbelievable. That's another one, right? Unreal. Maybe I'll just throw in Charlotte versus Bailey. Yeah. Did you see uh, Mick Foley's clapback? What did he say? That stung. No, I, I dug it though. I, I dug Britt Baker taking those shots. So I mean, she she spoke a lot of truth. Not gonna lie. Yeah, a lot of washed up has beens in AW. I mean, I'm gonna go as far as saying like washed up has beens, but like you know, I mean, listen, Tony Khan is definitely chasing the next legends. You know, they they build up their roster. You know, he's got to focus on the stars that he has there. And, and Britt Baker is a huge star. I feel like that's being overlooked. You mean to tell me with all the wrestling that's out there, they're not seeing her? I was like, hey, man, like we could definitely use her on our roster. Does she need a championship? Does the championship need I, her? I, I, I feel like, ooh, ooh, good question, buddy. Thank you. 
I think a little bit of both. I think maybe a little bit more so with the second part. What you just said, maybe the championship, I think, maybe needs her. Um, I think the women's division needs her to be the champion right now. I, I think Britt Baker could have a lot of entertaining storylines a lot, a, and a good run with that championship. Kind of like uh, when Ric Flair, when he held the, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship as a heel. Uh, you know, it's someone that's a, that would be believable to beat but will find a way to win every time and make you hate that person that much more. Like, that's the type of champion I see her as. And again, like I said, I like um, Sheeta. Can't remember a promo she's ever cut. Yes. Agreed. I'm like, okay, is Agreed. She, is she even good on the mic? I, didn't, I can't remember even ever talking. Okay. No. And honestly, I mean, Britt Baker, obviously a good-looking woman too, but it, it's not even about that. You give Britt Baker a mic, you're going to listen. Hands down, yeah. And you remember those promos. And she's, I don't know, man. She just gets it. She gets the ring psychology. It's just like the, the, the looks in the camera when she's bleeding both times. You know, it just made headlines everywhere. She gets it. And I think someone like that, like that that's been putting the work time and time again and, and making your division and your company, I would dare say, relevant because she's always trending at some point. Yeah. You have to give that person a reward at some point. You do. Do you know who else is amazing on the microphone? Who? Her boyfriend. My takedown is the mm-hmm. contract signing between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Great mic work by Kyle O'Reilly, someone who I'm not too familiar with on the mic, but yet even better mic work by Adam Cole. And that, it was just that whole segment, the last couple weeks, they tried to give it like a personal feel to it. A mission accomplished with this promo, this contract signing, whatever you want to call it. It was just amazing. I, like, if you thought, Kyle O'Reilly did nothing wrong here, okay? Adam Cole just being an asshole, and yet I am buying what he's selling. Agreed, man. Agreed. I actually had this in my notes as well. I, do you feel like Adam Cole and Burt Baker just practice promos off each other at the dinner table? Because that's what it seems like here. They're just, they're just on a whole other level. You know, Adam Cole, yeah, you're right, man. I bought into what he was saying. He spoke with a lot of passion and intensity. I got, I'm, I'm behind him. I, I, want to, I want to see him win. I don't he, think he's he, going to win here. Kyle O'Reilly wins this visit launch pad to the main, main roster. That was my next question, man. Obviously, I think it's a matter of time at this point. How soon is it going to happen? And where do you see him necessarily on the main roster? Not necessarily Raw or SmackDown, but like where or what level does he go to right away with the main roster? Probably the mid-card title. Right off the bat? Yeah, I think the main event's a little too crowded right now. Let's get some breathing room. And maybe go for like a mid-card title. Either go against Riddle. Love to see that match for the U.S. title. Or Big E for the IC title. Because I don't see Big E dropping it to him just yet. So, yeah, I think maybe give him Raw, mid-card title, rivalry with Riddle. Maybe even win the U.S. championship right away. But the future is bright for Adam Cole here. Baby. There's nothing, left for, to, there's nothing left for him doing NXT. He's done everything. I'm going to have to disagree with you, buddy. I think I could see Adam Cole going to. I think he he goes like around SummerSlam time. I could see it going happening right around there to the main roster. So he stays in NXT uh, for the next couple months. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. And does what? I, I I give it under over. I get. I say SummerSlam under over, as far as when he goes to the main roster. But so I was thinking. I I I think he goes to the to main event spot pretty much right away. I was thinking, what's what's even bigger than WrestleMania? The after manias, the call ups, the debuts. Okay, so he Ooh. he loses on Thursday, Friday night, and 
Nothing left for him to do in NXT. He's done it all. Undisputed Era is done. Nice, tied up the nice little bow. What other big debut from NXT is there? Karen, Karen Cross. Hell yeah, man. Him losing. Him going to the main event picture right away, too. I mean, him feuding with. I mean, uh, who, who, who goes first? There's no way. There's no way Karen Cross and Adam Cole go at the same time. I mean, like. Yeah, of course. Two different shows. That's a big loss for NXT, though. That's a huge loss for NXT. They both go at the same time. Because what do you do, man? Because Karrion Cross will have the title for a while. But now do you have him stay in NXT for a while to fill out the run? Or do you call him up on what the biggest call-up week of the year after Mania is? You still have Finn Balor. You still have Pete Dunne. You still have other big names. And you can develop even bigger names coming from it. And now they have Walter, it looks like. For now, yeah. For now. I don't know, man. Like, is Walter full time in NXT, or is he, or is he just bouncing around from NXT UK to this? He's bouncing around. He pre-taped a bunch of stuff for UK, and he came back here to uh, for WrestleMania season. Right, right. So he's not even full time NXT. No. Like, again, I, I just, I just see that as it being a big one-two punch loss for NXT, and especially since they have their own nights on Tuesdays. I, I think they want to have someone big, maybe even build up LA Knight a little bit more. You, I, you, I can you, see... didn't, you didn't say it right. Uh, I'm sorry. You always take that away, buddy. L A night. Uh, you're right. I mean, they do have Finn Balor. I don't think he's ever going to leave NXT anymore. Kyle O'Reilly yeah, still down he, there. I'm sorry, who? Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's Bobby, he's Bobby not a big. He, I feel like he's not a big enough name yet, though. No, but to, he to, has to, great to, chemistry, great rivalry going on with Finn Balor. What happened with uh, Bobby Fish? What's, what happened to him? It's true. I, I don't know, but you, you, I mean, you're talking about guys who are very good, but again, not in the same level as Adam Cole and Karrion Cross. You know, they need to have maintain some sort of star power and, like, you know, build up a newer star to take the place of one of these guys. You know, you can't just have both those stars leaving one, two punch, which would be great for the main roster, but it would be horrible for NXT. I think they got a plan. They don't call people up just for the whim of it. They, they call people up, they got a replacement right away. So I think they'll be fine. I think, honestly, at this point, I think Cole makes the most sense to go. I think maybe Cross does win the NXT championship and holds the strap for a little bit. Yeah, give him his but, uh, Give him his deserving title run. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, right. If he doesn't hold up, I won't be sad. Put it that way. Right. Right. I think Cross does wind up on a main roster at some point this year. Yo, hands but uh, hands Cole, down. Cole is definitely sooner rather than later, and he deserves that spot. And I, I, I could see him really tearing it up right away, like kind of, kind of like how Rhea Ripley is doing right now, into uh, when she made her debut. Like pretty much, I don't know, maybe challenging for for the championship right away, but like at least in the, that main event picture. Did you watch NXT this week in full? Yes. Man, Shawn Michaels coming out. That ladder. That was cool. You don't need to say a word. You knew what was going on. I mean, great to see him. And then I think on, online or the Twitter, social media, you see there's some tension between Shawn Michaels and Adam Cole, baby. You never know. I saw that on Twitter, man. I I, uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Shawn uh, Michaels, he, has, he has a lot. I think there's more of a chance William Regal versus Adam Cole happens than Shawn Michaels versus Adam Cole. Yeah, because something they rarely do is after NXT went off the air, there was a rivalry. Uh, he punched William Regal in the face. Right. Continuing that storyline. So, man, I'm just looking forward to the call-ups and after me. I can't think of anybody else. I'm sure there's some body in NXT we're not thinking of who can called up. It's going to be one of the two. It's not going to be both. It's got to be a woman, too. I think maybe we see also the return of Chelsea Green. Yeah, that won't be a surprise. Call up. That's not going to be a big call. She's on the main roster. Anyway. I mean, she, 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 no, she, she's on the main roster. But yeah, like she, I'm saying, like, it won't be a call up. It'll be like a return 
if you will. There's usually call-ups or returns or both. I, I like how she posted this past week. She was cleared. Or she was backstage on NXT, uh, SmackDown last week, ready to make her seventh debut. But she, at least she has a sense of humor about it. Yeah. No, she's very good on social media. I, I love her social media work. And what she, she's killing it with, with whatever her and Mickey James are doing on social media. If you've been following yeah. this storyline. Yeah, following it's like don't, a repeat of like when yeah. like Mickey James. Oh man, all in. Stratus. Don't know what the fuck's going yeah. on there. I don't know if it's personal storyline based, but I'm following that to a T. It'll be interesting, man. It'll be hey, listen. If we want someone on TV, it'll be great to see Mickey James come back. Hell and yeah. I, I, I expect big things for Chelsea Green. She's she's a good talent. Agreed. Anything else for TV, my friend? That's all I got, my friend. Let's get into some Golem thoughts. What do you have for me this week? Well, Punny, actually, well, by the time the show airs, it'll have already come out. Uh, I was actually involved with another virtual play uh, to honor Women's History Month with uh, new women playwrights. It was with Spark Creative Works. I did a one-act play called A Feminist Revolutionist History of Rosemary's Baby by Lauren Gorski. It was a fun time, though. I, I reconnected with an old actor friend that I uh, used to do community theater with in Long Island. And uh, she asked me to do this. And I was like, yeah, t- totally. Like, my schedule's open. Sounds like a fun show. I'd love to act with her again. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be up on the website. Should I should probably have it on my website as well. Uh, they can check it out there, yourfavoriteactor.com, for more information. Great. Can't wait. How are you liking these virtual plays as opposed to like, real plays? Is there less pressure? Is that being so, in front of an audience? Okay, so I both are very different. This the one that I just talked about. We kind of did it a little bit more like like TV and film. Like we stop, cut, yada yada. We did shit like that. We had our own backdrops and everything. The other one, a little dog laughed. How we did it, we 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 ran it all the way through as if it was a play. I actually had the same energy as I would for like a real life play because it was just we're, we're going live. You mess up, you go with it. And it, sometimes that happened. It wasn't live. You recorded it, right? It was like, wasn't like we live. We recorded it. Like... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, We recorded it. So that, that's that's being pieced together to look nice and to be put out. We don't have a date yet for that. But, so, but it, was, it was ran very differently. But again, you know, it's over Zoom. So it's a lot of different things you have to work off with there. Like it's it's different. It's weird. I'll, I'll tell you, man, I can't wait to like go back to like regular normal acting <laughs> can't wait to go back to regular normal life same same two weeks i'll get my second shot and i'll be one step ahead but it's just like what's the new normal going to be i don't know or you have more of a normal life than i do man Shit. I, don't, I don't see masks going away anytime soon though no i think masks actually but part of me actually thinks it might be a permanent thing i don't see permanent but it could be like a couple of years yeah yeah I have one friend that said, like, dude, he hopes the mask stay. Like, he, he's never felt – he's never gotten sick yet. Like, he's just uh, – Yeah, he I think – Healthier in a way. Talk to you. Uh, I don't know if it was you last week or a coworker last week, but, like, you see the flu isn't really a thing this year. No. Mask, I think a lot more so, people got vaccinated too, though. Mask, social distancing works. I'm not really a flu shot guy. I, I've never really got one because I, I just I personally hate needles and I'm not like an anti-vaxxer or anything. I just I oh just yeah, don't same here. Like and like you know, like the flu never really bothered me. I never really if I got it, I got it. Whatever. I, it didn't really pay much mind to it. 
but this year, this past year, I'd say like I made it a point to get my flu shot because of, you know, all the shit that's yeah. going out there right now. So like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure I'm not in a minority in that category. I think more people got their flu shots than normal. Uh, and you're right. I think, you know, the mask helped the, the whole washing your hands Amazing, more. Right? And, yeah. Amazing. And, and yeah, you, you've hardly heard anything about the flu this year. So I don't know, man. The world's definitely never going back to what it was before. It's going to be different, but you know, I, I just can't wait to go with some sort of sense of normal, not this. What I've been living into. I've been bunkered up in Westchester for over a year now. Like I'm, I'm going crazy. I don't know about you, but I feel more comfortable sitting ringside at a wrestling event, knowing I'm fully inoculated, than I would like three months ago. At least it's, yeah. the vaccine. Well, it's not 100 percent effective, but at least give me some sort of peace of mind. Well, I'm, I'm actually seeing my parents for the first time this year, uh, come Easter weekend. Lucky. So I'm pumped for that because they're they're getting their they're getting their vaccine, their second shot, before I'm able to see them. So like it, it's 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 going to be a very very good moment, man. So that that gives me a lot of hope. The fact that I'm able like to see them, possibly even give them a hug. Yeah, like it's just uh, I, I, I it gives me a lot more hope. I got the five serve shot. And uh, all I heard was people getting sick after the second dose. But then a couple of days before my first shot and on the way to my shot, my cab driver included, they're telling me people have gotten the Pfizer second shot and we're fine. So it's just like a, to- a flip of the coin for me now. I'm like, all right, I was expecting to get sick. Now I'm like, let's see what happens. I think that's all I really can do. I yeah, mean, like, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Pretty much. But speaking of the new normal, since the show started, I've had a handful of people tell me that Monday morning, their commute to work, their tradition is listening to Shot of Wrestling. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Friends of mine, which you, you believe, but then going these shows, people come up to me and go, oh, you're from Shot of Wrestling? I listen to your show Monday morning on my way to work. Unprovoked, un, like, just come up and tell me that. That's why it's important for me to post a show Sunday night so people have it ready for Monday morning. Right. right. Now I've been thinking of the last couple of months is like, People's commute to work now is from their bed to their couch. Right. <laughs> so I'm wondering, if you're listening to my voice now, or our voices now, in episode 249, like, when do you listen to the show? I'm curious, when do people listen to the show? Because as a podcast guy who used to listen to podcasts, I listen to it at night when I go to bed. Weird. Okay. Helps me go to sleep. Whatever. So I'm like, when do people listen to the show? Let us know, because there's no Monday morning commute anymore. No, dial it up, 619-343-3005. Text us. Hit us up on our social medias. I'm just curious. When do you guys listen to the show? Because there's no Monday morning commute anymore. And it doesn't seem like there's going to be one anytime soon. So, No, so, there will be this year. I think it, it's going to happen. Some of us have been curious about. So let us know. Mark, where, where can people find you? Well, as I mentioned before, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there. And your interview with Brother Greatness will be available. My interview with Brother Greatness will be available on Shot of Wrestling's YouTube page Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So thank you, Brother Greatness, for your time. I've been your host at Muggle Party. Until next week, party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do?
Good night, everybody. <laughs>